Imagine a podcast hosted by two guys whose genius simply couldn't be contained within the cages of their minds. Two intellectual heavy hogs, one podcast, no rules, two hosts. They're the heavy hogs. Welcome to Experts International. Um, so, Alexander, do you believe in God? I believe in God, and she is a savage. <laughs> okay. That's um, the, the th- I like that, though, because um, I, I think that kind of response is interesting because what, what, what is your response to? You know, are you responding? Is, like, is that resp- response responding to the question, do you believe in God, or is that responding to some other like maybe question that's implicit or that a person thinks is implicit or, you know, do you, does that make it sense? I think it makes sense. Are you asking me, cause do you believe in God to a certain extent is a yes or no question. Right. And I, that was what you might call a loaded answer, meaning I was <laughs> communicating other thoughts I have about the concept of God. Right. Via my answer. Yeah. Um, I will say just to break the fourth wall, that initial answer was that that initial answer was a bit in jest. Um, yeah, I I'm actually gonna go on the record to say I I don't I think I'm gonna be annoying and not be able to give a yes or no answer. But it would I, be. Do you think it'd be like it's it's sort of hard to say, right? Like it's if hard you to don't. Say. Believe in God, it's sort of hard, and uh, you know. <clears throat> Let's just say, any I dislike equally people who would as easily say either yes or no to that question. Okay, but here's a question: This you you tell me if this is stupid, but is not believing in God? Does that mean? I guess this, I think this is stupid, but does that mean that you're like, oh, God does not or cannot exist? Or is it just like, I don't... I I think I know what you're saying. I don't have like an affirmative, like just because you don't have an affirmative position, does that, I don't know, does that mean that you're like anti if you say I don't believe in God? Right. It's a a statement about you, not a statement about... God. Is right. that what you're saying? I think that is what I'm saying. Like, but yeah, maybe God exists. Maybe he doesn't exist, but I don't. She doesn't exist. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's worth thinking about. I think it is because I definitely think um, there's nothing more kind of like pointless to me than like a concept of God. I don't believe in any concept of God that is dependent upon belief in said God, if right. that makes sense. Like who, like, in a sense, if, who cares if I... Right. Well, and I think what I'm saying is, quote unquote, God shouldn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
You would think not, but I think this. Okay, I think we're we're rapidly drilling down to even <laughs> to even bigger questions. Well, like, we have to cover all of religion in in thirty minutes. No, so and we're going to do it. I think we're drilling straight to the bottom. We're going to mine that ore. Um, I so w- the word God. <laughs> you know, like what does that mean? That's such a, like, it's almost, I almost think it's pointless. Like, what does the answer to that question even tell you about someone? Because the God is so wrapped up in probably something really specific to them. Totally. That, like, how, you know, if you say yes and I say yes, how do we know that we're on the same page at all, except in, like, a very superficial way? Totally. I 100% agree. I think, um, yeah, I think that uh, a a certain psychoanalytic term is coming to mind, which is that of a master signifier, which is basically like an empty word that that like symbolizes and communicates something without, but, but it relies upon not having like an actual kind of like universal definition to it so like everything anything and everything could be god like like god do you believe in god that is kind of a meaningless question because i think the word god in that context is operating as a as an empty it means whatever it simultaneously is meaning anything that the person asking it thinks it means and anything that the person who's going to answer that question thinks that it means. Right. And so I think that it's a very unproductive question. I do think if I, if there, I, I am going to kind of stand by my initial statement that like, if there is anything we can do definitively know about God, it's it again, is that she's a total girl boss. No, 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 no. hundred percent agreed. I think, uh, I, I don't think that's controversial at all. It shouldn't be. She's Maybe out it is for there. Some, some people. <laughs> um, she's up there dismantling the patriarchy. She's up there. Um, you know, she's working two jobs and totally killing, crushing it on, on both yeah. of both of those jobs. And you can be a mom. You can be a mom and have a career and be God and be God. I and it's just I can just picture opening up those pearly gates and. Uh, she, lady boss is up there. She's, she's got on it. She's got a choir of angels, and they're all singing WAP. <laughs> yeah, and she's on a business call. She's yes. got a Bluetooth headset, in, and you first you think that she's singing too, but well, she's <laughs> she's sort of doing. It's again, it's that sort of girl boss thing, you know, with the choir performing the piece for the new visitors to heaven. Yeah, but she's actually on a business call. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what we're trying to say here. Um, I think, (laughs) yeah, I actually, what's silly. Okay. So what's silly to me about, I want to get into what's silly about why, what you said is funny. Yes. And she, yeah. Okay. I think, I think again, it's like, it's sort of a, um, like when you say, I believe in God, maybe to that, to that person, that is sort of like a, um, basically you're saying like, I'm a conservative 
or something. And so this is a way to like in the answer also give yourself an identity, but it's one of like rebelling against theoretically like the conservative position or something or like antagonizing like you're you think you're antagonizing the person who's asking you that question yeah totally well you're basically it's your way at that point it doesn't at that point your answer is not about whether or not you believe in god your answer to that question is i'm not a evangelical yeah or like i'm not a i'm not conservative or i guess push back against myself maybe you do think God is like specifically a woman and specifically not a man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which totally. is interesting. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I'm down with the like not being a man part of it. <laughs> I think that's cool. Yeah. But the, the like assigning a, a gender at all. Agreed. I don't think it's quite like the radical move that, that people assume. I, 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 I understand the, I mean, it totally makes sense given like the context of like kind of mainstream conservative Christianity, which is systematically patriarchal. Sure. Most people, the default assumption is that God is like the big gray beard, white guy floating around. And so you referring to God in the feminine and I mean, I, I mean, this is a whole thing, right? I mean, the argue, I don't think that it's purely kind of like a social political thing to start like being like, and she, blah, blah, blah. Like there, there's the, if you, there's like theological grounding to people saying like, well, like within the Trinity, like the Holy Spirit is the feminine aspect and so God is as equally feminine as God is masculine. Again, within the confines of Christianity. Yeah, I would love to dig into the the theological grounding idea. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say there's theological grounding... Well, I think this is what I want to talk about, is like, this is something that I, I just think myself... And I, and I think it's like a bit of a blind spot maybe in the sort of like in the dogmatic Christian position. Sure. Um, I just, you know, the, somebody wrote the Bible, um, or people wrote the Bible Mm -hmm. some time ago and, Maybe the events that they wrote about, maybe they were there for them or like maybe it was a story that was passed down and they wrote about it later or like their dad told them and then they were like the person that wrote it or whatever. Right. And then like um, somebody collected these stories and then they were like translated and then also like they are from a completely different culture and completely different time and like set of ideas and worldviews as compared to our own. And so I think it's really interesting when people look like really dig in to like specific words and like sentences and um, 
and argue that the Bible is like definitively saying specific things. Like in my opinion, my current opinion, 2021 Graham is like, maybe there are some like big themes that we could pull out of this. Like if we're, if we're thinking about like having any measure and I still don't think it's objective, but even like a small measure of objectivity to like, what might this, you know, big historical group of books, like what might it be suggesting to us? Like maybe there's some themes we could pick out, Yeah, but really drilling down into like hyper-specific like language and stuff like that. It's difficult for me to buy any of that. I agree. I think it's a huge, uh, it's a huge kind of errand in like missing the forest for the trees type thing. I, I think that the, any and all meaning valuable that can be taken from a religion is not reliant upon any particular sentence or like linguistic particular. And so like that, I, I think that like, I'm not saying that like, Oh, like all of, all of religion is meaningless or like something like Christianity has nothing to offer in terms of narrative or anything like that. But I'm saying that anything that is meaningful about it has to be, it has to apply and be inherent to the thing regardless of any of those particularities. Because if you, because if you have to kind of drill down, like you're saying, in order to like defend and have it be a legitimate thing for you to believe, then like not worth it. One, just on a, like a very kind of like surface level too hard. Yeah. Really hard. I remember actually, I think when I was like one of my moments of like, Oh, I, I don't know about this Christianity thing. (laughs) I remember I gave you those like Greg Boyd, books oh right and i kept them for like a couple years those like they're like two like 700 page books like reconciling why the the sort of genocidal god in the old testament is like the same as jesus or like the same god that we have now or something and actually like good or and at some point like reading those books i don't think i finished the second one i was like this is too hard like this is if this is gonna if if you need 1400 pages to like explain away the obvious like thing that's going on here, which is that like in these times God is like killing people. Yeah. And then in this times he's like a nice fisher man. (laughs) Um, it's like, that's, that's like you're, you are like, um, really, I don't know. You're digging yourself a hole. Yeah, I guess maybe the counter. Well, okay. So my, so okay. So my initial thought, and then I kind of have like a counterpoint against what we're saying. Okay. Well, we don't have all day, Alexander. This is a thirty to forty-five minute podcast. Okay, you're right. Never mind. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So, um, I think I. So I totally agree with you. I think that. Um, 
a quote that I heard, don't know who to attribute it to. Uh, followers out there, if you know, to- like totally, totally at us. Yeah, totally DM us. Um, we're on LinkedIn mostly at this point. Um, but yeah, you can find us on there. Can we just say Marcus Aurelius? Can we attribute it to him for now? Yeah, okay. Okay. We'll attribute it to Marcus um, Mark, Mark Aurelius. <laughs> um, and they, he said that, um, so okay, a lot of kind of what we're talking about is, and and kind of like current kind of, I guess, uh, I mean, fundamentalist has so many. I'll, I'll, I'll just say like, like modern Christianity exists and has kind of this like counter relationship with, I guess, uh, like modern and scientific thought. Um, I think that there's been like a big attempt to like reconcile the two and say that they're not mutually exclusive and all that kind of stuff. Right. Which is of course fine and good. But I think that even within that sort of progressive, like, Oh no, like Christ, like Christianity and science are both good. Like even within that, this sort of like meticulous attention to like particularities and the historic, the historicity of certain things and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it actually shows that like our lens of looking at something like Christianity is so heavily influenced by like scientific thought and like modernity that it has to have that sort of type of truth to it in order for it to mean anything. Right. It has to stand up to scientific rigor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, which is a, a total fool's errand because that's not what it is. And the harder you try to make it that the, 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 the like worse it is for your own case. Right. And the tough thing, like the interesting thing that I think about that is, Basically, we live in a world with science now. (laughs) Like if you're, if you are, and I don't know, I don't, I don't, honestly, you guys, I don't know that much about science. I'm not really sure uh, how it works. I know there's beakers and test tubes and um, (laughs) different Bunsen burners, Bunsen burners, periodic tables. um, Would you consider yourself a scientist? I would consider myself, I don't, I think the term is Scientologist. Oh, me too. (laughs) Perfect. And everybody, that's been our episode (laughs) on religion. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, science speakers, science, periodic tables, science. You were saying, we live in a world with science. We live in a world with science. So you're born and you, you know, have maybe... I don't know, compared to a thousand years ago, a somewhat more, well, I was going to say objective, but ordered and structured and and view of the world and also just a larger like amount of knowledge to pick from. Like basically you're in this world that really values, um, sort of like objective truth and has done, we've done like experiments, I guess, and arrived at some results. And then you're forced to reconcile that style of thinking, which is like the way you think about almost everything or a lot of things in life, at least on the surface, 
versus this very like mythological totally um completely you know stories from a completely different culture and time and so you're sort of like shoehorning that into your like basic um modern consciousness to make it make sense for sure and i'm not even like on a on on kind of like a theoretical level i think that it's important to like believe in some sort of like real i don't think that i don't think that every aspect of everything is subjective because i think that that not because i think that that's like too flimsy or loosey-goosey or whatever but i think that it does not actual it, it doesn't drive progress i don't think that it's a meaningful position to have so i do i i'm prefacing what i'm about to say by saying i do actually think that objectivity theoretically exists i don't think you're saying this but i don't think that science it's not like oh no need for myth anymore because now we have science which will give us every insight we need about reality right or or like or like oh yeah i mean or or even just that science maybe we should do another episode on science yeah i think this should be pretty easy to yeah, okay. So I won't into. I mean that'll that'll have its own kind of 30 45 minutes, so I don't want to focus too much on science. But I don't think that science is even inherently objective. I think it aims to be, which is important, but like who's who's writing the studies? Who's deciding how that information is presented, all that kind of stuff. And I so am. Okay. So do you want to like dive into how you're deciding all that yeah i have a um i have a dart i have five dart boards okay. arranged in a um pentagram okay shape with um silly string connecting them okay in the in the shape of a pentagon and i basically take my two, my one nose, but my two nostrils, and I put two darts <laughs> in there, and then I, I basically like try to close all of my <laughs> holes, okay, and expel, <laughs> and expel the darts. Okay, you huff and you puff. Yeah, and um, and then whichever whichever board dartboard, obviously, I have like a, I have like a. Uh, Excel sheet with like this circle equals this answer. Sure. And then wherever the darts land is like what the answer is. So like as far as earth, it landed round. As far as gravity, <laughs> it landed down as far as like what direction things go with gravity. Um, and so that is what they call the scientific method. Okay. That actually does help clarify a lot of things I was going to touch on. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's actually really good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think what I was trying to say is 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 that well, and and also I I mean just like seriously, thank you for telling us that. No, yeah, of course, of course, um, of course, of course. What of course. I what I was trying to say, I guess, was like, um, I think I know what you're trying to say is that our you tell me you tell me if this is right or not, but we are so like the scientific method is in a way like it's our new sort of like dominant myth or religion totally and we're like so so bought into like well religion fucked up and can't explain anything 
but this now we have science. But now we have science, and science is like going to explain everything. And I think, yeah. like I'm, I, you know, can reflect maybe critically somewhat on myself, even of thinking of like my COVID response, like. Anthony Fauci, here, my opinion was maybe something like Anthony Fauci, here's a person who can't be bought or here's a person who is completely objective because he's a scientist and there's nothing else going on there. He's just like a pure teller of truth and reality because he is a smart scientist. Science is kind of like a separate category type of person. Right. That isn't... They're not bogged down by like all of our <laughs> myths and yeah. like confusion. Yeah, they're not swayed by their emotions at any given time. Yeah, moment. they have pure access to like reality as it is. Yes. Yeah. Through and their I think Bunsen burners. Yeah, you turn on the turn on that Bunsen. Got a four. I got a I got a rack of four Bunsen burners. Whew. Yep. Four pack. Yeah, and that's You would um, say you're skeptical as to whether or not that's the case. Yeah, I'm skeptical as to whether or not science, <clears throat> one, is as, ob- I think it's it's not, can't be maybe purely objective. Right. Because it's something that humans do, yeah. maybe, and you're looking for certain things. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really know anything about science. And then I also think that as far as like a um, this like ultimate way of thinking that bypasses um, sort of the confused human parts of us and gets to like an objective truth. Yeah. I'm not sure uh, about that. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, maybe what we're getting at is just any school of thought where the assumption is that it is able to provide a singular, cohesive, and holistic narrative that accurately encompasses truth or reality. That's a, that's a problem if you think that something like that exists. Maybe the word is ideology. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you might be right. Yeah, the stiff was a nice touch, and so and on. so on and so on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't think that there's necessarily anything so problematic inherent to any particular religion, and I don't think that. Well, okay, I'll stick with that for now, and I don't think that science is bad or always wrong or fake. Like I'm not, what I'm, what I'm trying, what I'm not trying to say is that like we can never have any sort of like confidence in science. What I'm saying is when it becomes a problem is when you hold on to whatever kind of system of understanding ideologically, meaning you start to hold it as a complete and, and, and kind of holistic narrative void of contradiction, void of 
nuance void of 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 pair talks or or antagonism right like that's where it starts to become a problem and you're saying this primarily because you got burned by christianity i mean dude it's like why am i not allowed to like even have sex with like one person before yeah that's what I, that's what, that's me really being critical of myself where I, I'm sort of like, um, you know, you live a quarter of your, uh, theoretical lifespan, like pretty convinced that everything's eh, it's pretty simple, like, and <laughs> pretty straightforward. And this is the way things work. And then, you know, however it happens, uh, some somehow a fissure develops in that foundation, yeah. and then it grows, and then the different. Um, this is this. What I'm about to say next is um, is mostly language geared towards geologists. So if you're not a <laughs> geologist, I would say just plug your ears for this next part. We're going to give you two seconds to pause if you need. A fissure forms, and the tectonic plates separate and then your worldview falls apart and then if you're me you start to think well i'm never gonna like fully commit to knowing what's going on again yeah because i got fucking burned Yeah, yeah totally i yeah i definitely agree and i think you just kind of feel really um like dumb like a d- big dumb dumb. Yeah, you feel like a big a big dumb buns. Doinko. A big doinko boinko. Yeah. Um and and like not even like I mean it really there 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 are just really actual like big feelings of of embarrassment. I mean e- just like thinking about I mean okay, so 2021 we got to keep this thing relevant. It's cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean just thinking about I guess I my mind mostly goes to um, worship and like the unabashed, endearing fervor with which I would like think something was something actually magical was happening. Yeah. In the in those times, I mean, once you kind of were within an ideological framework and then you're out of it and you see it. Yeah. I was just talking about not wanting to be burned and being like, okay, I'm never going to commit to like knowing the answer Yes, and sort of, and that's what I like to be honest. That's part of what's appealing about, you know, psychoanalysis or Hegel or something is like, I don't have to, I can, what I can commit to is contradiction. Totally. Yes. And I think though that like what's difficult is that, kind of like how you were saying at the start where just kind of our implicit reality, like how our brain was conditioned to think was, is relatively scientifically because we're alive in like modernity or post-modernity. And so that's just like the assumed tools we have for thinking of anything and then imposing that on the Bible. I think that like even when we are, I mean, so what, you and I pretty much like age zero 
to like right around Trump time, maybe we're 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 like pretty in it, Christian Christianity wise. Yeah, I think I was. I think I was. I was. I had been on my way out for a year or two before Trump time. Yeah. Okay. Same. Same. Yeah. Same. I was. I was. Re- I was really trying to kind of hang on to like the. Well, I can define what Christianity is for me, like kind of the progressive Christian thing, not wanting to like fully ditch. Right. Um, but I think all, I, so what I'm trying to say is that's like basically for all intents and purposes, like our whole life right? so far. And so I do think it's a little bit bold of us to assume that we can just like, minus our entire framework for understanding reality out of our brains. Yeah, just like dump it. And then never feel any inclination to try to fill it with right. another framework. Or or to think that somehow our new ideas are like totally objective and not a response to being burned totally. in some way. Yeah, well, and also how convenient that like basically right after we stop believing this whole thing we thought was fake we actually just pretty quickly found what's actually real (laughs) (laughs) like that's pretty dope that's so awesome i think things really worked out for us in the end yeah um by the way you guys uh that the answer is psychoanalysis um in case anybody was listening to this religion podcast for the answer we will just go ahead and give that now it is psychoanalysis, baby. Look it up. Psychoanalysis, Hegelian, Freudian, Marxist, uh, Trotskyist, <laughs> uh, Stalinist, Leninist, Lacanian, Lacanian, Chekhovis, Chekhovis, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony. Okay, <laughs> basically, you want a new figurehead for everything we're going to be talking about on this podcast? Anthony Hopkins. A hops. Here's that's, a thought. That's self-explanatory. Um, what I was going to say also, going back to kind of like uh, what you said a little bit ago, which is like a counter argument. I don't know if we're too far past that. But like when you get were, into it, dig in. OK, when you were saying like the Greg Boyd thing about like, OK, you need like 1400 pages to like explain away this apparent contradiction. Right. In order. So. Maybe the counter thought is like, why, where's the assumption that quote unquote truth or reality is even close to self-explanatory or like what, like where's the explanation that it would, where's, where's the assumption that it wouldn't take 1400 words to explain something as existentially important as the nature of God. That's a great point. I think it depends on your, on, um, on the foundation from which you're arguing. Maybe like if you're trying to, if you're trying to use like the Bible itself to make sense of the Bible. Is there something weird 
there. Like the weird thing is that for me is just the assumption, the basic assumption that the Bible is authoritative, true, authoritative. Yeah. Like that, that, that it's the answer is in there. What's that? Isn't there a verse in like the Bible that's like basically says the Bible is true? Well, I mean, is I guess it, like... Re- isn't it in Revelation or something? Yeah, well, Revelation uh, 4.20 says uh, the Bible's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, maybe it's like no one should add or take away from... Right, this. right, right. I don't Imp- know. Implying like, it's, it is a, it's good as it is. Yeah. Okay, so my my thought is like, can the Bible be complex? Yes, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Is your answer to all of that complexity found in the text itself? (laughs) I don't think so. Right. And even worse, you can't, there's always a mediation between you and the text. Like you, there's always, there's your language, there's your culture, there's probably how you were raised and your political views and whatever, all of these forces that are like in the mix between you and your understanding and like a word on the page. And then that word is removed to the other degree, like from the person who wrote it. Totally. So there's like all of these, all of this mediation between you, you, even in our conversation now, like we're not, we're not, we're having to use language to like talk to each other. We're not like brain <laughs> communicating the like actual thing. We're like going totally. through this process of like using symbols that like sort of try to get across what we're thinking. And totally. maybe we don't even know what we're thinking. So I think just this idea that the Bible itself is at its core this true thing is like tough for me because it's always going to be separated from who wrote it and the time it was written to like you reading it. And there's going to be all these layers in there that are just impossible. You just can't get rid of them. So, so you, so I think you could learn some interesting things and get some interesting ideas and maybe even like, you could make an argument, a, a more convincing argument could be that you could find some like overall truth in it, but the drilling down is what to me like really breaks apart. I, yeah, I totally agree. Well, and even to like further, like you, you're, you were right on the money in terms of like your cultural upbringing, your own, whatever, like all of these different layers that would kind of like external layers that are kind of like over your eyes a little bit as you're looking at the text, but even internally to kind of loop in psychoanalysis, like even the thought that you can be fully aware of, of anything that's contributing to your own psyche in terms of like acknowledging, like I think acknowledging the unconscious places an even more intimate layer of like, 
I'm not even fully aware of all of the like psychical activity that's influencing how I would even relate to my cultural upbringing that's then influencing how I'm going to read this. So that's even within your own self. And then there's all of these kind of like external things between you and the text. But then, like you were saying, even within the text itself, language inherently is only symbolic. Like a word's meaning, it's not inherent to that word. The word is a noise. The word is is like, you know... Bookcase. <laughs> Bookcase. Bookcase. So that, when we take an example like bookcase, there's nothing about those <laughs> noises that are the thing. Right. It's just a symbol. So here's what I think is interesting. I, in my mind, this like actually argues my point and actually is a like cool thing about the Bible. Yeah. Is, and I, it's been years since I've cracked open the Bible, you guys. And even in my last years of Christianity, I wasn't reading that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, but I know enough to recognize that Jesus, cool man Jesus, really, you know, reinterprets a lot of the Old Testament stuff. Essentially, you know, people would people would argue that they were that the Old Testament is like guys got it wrong, maybe, and Jesus saw the truth. But I would say, like, no, maybe Jesus just like used those same signifiers that were so meaningful to his culture to like say what he wanted to say basically yeah to be like this is this is like what i think and i'm gonna find evidence in it for like i'm gonna find evidence for it by like you know twisting and moving around and like finding a meaning for these like same signifiers that you already know about what's funny is like pastors also do that today but 100 percent in a in a much, which is something a lot of Christians complain about, like, oh, he's not, he's just like finding the message he wants to see, you yeah. know, in there, which to me, I'm like, well, I, I feel like you could argue that Jesus did that same thing, but Jesus did it, um, in my understanding, in a very sort of like revolutionary pushing against the dominant culture yeah. way, whereas our current Christian system, at least what I've seen or been involved in, is very like reading those texts to sort of like uphold. Yeah, I think it's the direct opposite. It'd almost be more interesting to me. This is already what fundamentalists do, I think. So, you know, cancel me for thinking this, but it'd almost be more interesting to me to have like a Christianity that was like totally anti conventional knowledge of like the way oh, I honestly the world think- worked. I would, res- I would, I think I would respect it it more. Yeah, like it would, it would to me that's 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 more kind of like okay, well, okay, yeah, and and here's maybe this is one of the last things that we talk talk about um, because I do think we're we're we pretty, pretty much, much covered, covered all you know about religion, <laughs> yeah, as a whole, like yeah, globally. Um, I I feel like Christianity, and we probably should clarify that maybe we you and i have like obviously in the in the scope of this podcast we have covered all religion but like specifically right now you and i might have like a pretty specific understanding of what we mean when we say christianity which yeah. is like um 
Portland, Oregon megachurch. That's like sort of the only version that we know. Again, in a specific conversation, but like we've obviously covered all of religion. So we've, we've spoken to, I think, yeah, uh, uh, universally, um, the, the universal scope of religions in the world. Yes, historically, anthropologically. Pe- pediatrician. Pediatrician, cryptographically. Yeah, Dogecoin. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, don't even, I mean, we'll cover that another time. Yeah, finance. Um, I, so what I was going to say, and what I am going to say, and what I am now saying, three, two, one, say it, is... I think the version of Christianity, whatever, I'm not going to qualify it. I think Christianity is just a different expression of our dominant global, like capitalist worldview. Like, that's what I think it is. I think it's like, it's so focused on like growth. It's so focused on sort of your like, individual salvation and like self improvement. I think it's so, I think it's so not countercultural at all. And so like exactly the same as every other aspect of life that that's what to me makes it not interesting. And that's why I like, like if there was a version of Christianity that was as, revolutionary as Jesus seemed from our, from the Bible. He seemed to be like during that time, I feel like that would be really interesting at least. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it, but totally like the Christianity that we have to work with is just like the exact same as the rest of what we have to work with. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I appreciate you just kind of using Christianity. I think I feel that tendency a lot too, to be like, well, like modern Western evangelical American Christian, conservative Christianity, Republican party Christianity. And, and that sort of, I feel like misses the point that like, yeah, that is Christianity. Yeah, Like there true. are other, there of course things look differently where you go. And of course there are different historical traditions. Like of course there's diversity within any given belief system, but the sort of like no true Scotsman of like, well, those people isn't the real Christianity, right? No, it is. You, you, it like you have to, you have to own, you have to own it. You have to own them. Um, and I think that you're exactly right. It's not countercultural in any sense. And I think that just like at this point, the biggest like bothersome thing for me is just like I don't really care that it is all of that, but just like just say that it is. Just like, just accept it. Like, just accept that it's like a great business. And like, I'm sure, I mean, it still helps people. Like there are people that need it and benefit. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But like, there are certain people that like. Like people who love themselves too much. Yeah. (laughs) I think that there is actually, maybe we can do an, an episode on this. Sort of like the, the necessity of like some shame to a reasonable amount. Um, Sackcloth and ashes. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sackcloth, sackcloth and ashes. I, and I think that, um, okay. What I'm trying to say is like that. It just is so obviously that, 
that what becomes offensive is not necessarily that it's that is it's right. That it's the pretense. It's of the pretense being something that else. it's still this sort of like otherworldly pure access to ultimate truth. Yeah. When it's so clearly not. And I actually think this is kind of why I gave up with the kind of like progressive Christian thing as well is because I think it actually is still that except just minus hating gay people and women can be in charge. Right. And so it's kind of like, okay, so you actually just kind of now just reached like basic decency level. Well, you're just, you're just, you're just culture. You're just modern culture, but you live on one of the coasts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's the whole aspect of like, uh, like I, it was a, it was a, uh, reductress headline, Mm -hmm. which was basically like, yes, queen first black female private prison owner making waves in the industry or something like that. I love that. Uh, Where, where it's just kind of like how I don't so superficial. It's so superficial. It's like, yes, it's better to have it. But is it, but is it because I think like that's what can stop anything meaningful happening like to go to that to that black prison owner example like um that could buy us another 10 years of privately owned prisons is like this feeling of like well but at least there's like representation like and at least it's like you know i think that's uh, we really you know this is not the topic of this episode but that's the problem with like representation in general is that it mostly upholds it can be a way to uphold and just universally it can't work because you because if it's just about representation then let's have um slavery but let's have it be a perfectly equally distributed group of all the races (laughs) so yeah, no, that totally. doesn't that doesn't work. The totally. problem is slavery. It's not having the right um, skin color of uh, you know masters and slaves in perfect proportion. Totally, it's like the system itself. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like implementing a more diverse range of slave owners. Yeah, is not going to end the 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 apparatus. Or even today, like billionaires, like you know anyone who thinks like oh we just need more Oprahs. Yeah, like that's going to solve. Totally. Something. And that's exa- and, and ultimately I think this was exactly kind of my point with kind of like the progressive Christian scene is that I really haven't noticed really any sort of like meaningful ideological uh change outside of basically the same stuff. Yeah, it's like different the, people saying it. Yeah, it's like the science thing. It's like you're just like, okay, we figured out how to integrate science and Christianity so they're not conflicting, and now we're going to figure out how to integrate Christianity and, like, a um, progressive or liberal political view. Yeah. So they're not conflicting. Totally. And we're not going to, like, do anything interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that, like, the radicality that you associated with changes and shifts and shakeups that we see... Jesus making in the narratives is not really equivalent. I guess I don't really know what the equivalence is. No, it's today. not. We it got 
Like, I wonder when it was. I don't know the history. I know, like, at some point, Christian became, like, the dominant religion of the ruling people <laughs> in Rome or something. I don't know. Yeah. Greece? Well, Roman Empire, that's got to be what? Like, 1400s. 1400s. That was just... That was just after Columbus. Just after Columbus is when the Romans came to power. Yeah. Um, I don't know the history, but, you know... And this is the way things work, I found in life, is the revolutionary idea is really potent for a bit and makes some kind of change. And then the people in power find a way to co-opt it, to hold on to their power. And modern Christianity is sort of like, closing your eyes to the fact that that happened in like 200 AD or whenever that <laughs> yeah, happened. It's actually, it's, been, like, <laughs> it's actually been the longest running success story of a co-opted narrative. Yeah. It's, it's thousands of, of years. It's totally worked. just sort of like, no, I think we're still like countercultural. Yeah. I mean, and it is, I mean, it's like kind of counter, I mean, yeah, you can be counterculture, countercultural today and like only want to, ride a horse instead of a car. And I guess that's countercultural in the sense that like it doesn't really fit. It's counterculture. It's like stupid, I guess I would say. Like it's sort of dumb. Yeah, and I don't want to say that I think Christians are dumb. I'm not no. that's not really what I'm it's, saying, it's but not I'm just dumb. saying I won't say that. It's like it's like inert. It's like it has no what, it, it, has, doesn't it do provides anything. no meaning. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and so I think that like there are countercultural elements of Christianity, I would say, but they're all so benign and, and like, at, best case scenario, they're benign. Right. Worst case scenario, actively harmful. The, yeah, and and maybe middle worst case scenario or worst case, I'm not sure, is they are they convince you you think you're doing something, you think you're changing, you yeah. th- you. You in your mind, you're a revolutionary, totally, and then in practice, you are just the living under the dominant ideology, and yeah, yeah. And I do think that that's probably. I mean, maybe. I mean, I think that that's a huge reason as to why it's been so relatively successful is because no one wants to not be doing anything, right? Well, no one. Okay, actually, I think most people kind of like not really doing anything but they don't like feeling like they're not doing anything right and so it's really the best of both worlds in the sense that you get to kind of functionally not really do anything that that wild while receiving the full benefits psychologically of feeling like you are actually living in like a cosmically uh significant way at all times yeah i mean that's no totally and that's very um appealing and if you ever get to a point in your life where you lose that and start to wonder like is there meaning to being alive it can be difficult like i don't Mm. i I don't know i don't know like obviously for me it wasn't 
really like at all of yeah. any kind of a challenge or whatever. Like I was sort of just breezed through it. But like I would say for like someone who is like a big dummy or a stupid poo-poo face or whatever, yeah. it could be like a bit of a challenge for that kind of dum-dums. Yeah, again, like I, me as someone who's like r- relatively handsome and 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 smart and not smelly at all. Yeah, really like kind of. Big, 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 big triceps. Big triceps. Biceps. It and really, quadriflops. Oh. Okay. Someone with my kind of size of quadriflops, I... I, I would almost call them octaflops. <laughs> okay. Let's call it what is it, what it is. They're... They're octaflops. They're octaflops. I did not experience any difficulty kind of coming to terms with sort of like the reality of, of, of lack of ultimate meaning and, and, and purpose like that to me, existential dread, not on the table, deep kind of depression and lack of identity or direction didn't even cross my mind. Nope. Um, yeah, sort of like resenting a giant chunk of my life that I feel like was, uh, dedicated towards something that I no longer see as as ultimately meaningful. Didn't really pack that big of a punch. Yeah, not once did you think of starting a podcast where the first episode was against the thing that you had believed for 25 years and left such a, a large scar on you that you felt like you needed to shove a knife into it. Exactly. And I'm glad that that's not really what we're doing here today same Um, yeah it's good to have a fully objective view of these types of things exactly and that's really why we kind of wanted to use this episode to just really talk about holistically religion as a whole yeah i like that we didn't dive too deeply into one specific religion yeah we we sort of provided a comprehensive broad overview dispassionate one thing i love about our podcast is how we just stick to the facts everyone we stick to the facts facts don't care about your feelings and um and it, it, that's what kind of helps us be objective yes. and true. Um, and I think sort of like as people that do have a lot of expertise in these areas that, that other people might not have, particularly other people that would ever think about starting a podcast would ever have, that's what kind of gives us a unique voice. That's what kind of gives us a unique brand. Mm-hmm, That's kind mm-hmm. of what is going to differentiate us from our from our competition going forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, ultimately, if I had to say one thing to Christian or religion, um, I would say, no hard feelings, man. And yeah, for and for me, uh, if I was do did what did what you say, I would say, you go, girl, boss. And we're back full circle, folks. I, I mean, to be totally honest, when it comes to religion, I personally can't think of anything else to, to, to add. Me either. Yeah. I think this will definitely be our only, our one and only episode that touches on the idea of religion at all. So I would say like, if you're listening to any upcoming episodes, definitely do not expect us to tie anything back to religion in any way, because we've sort of comprehensively covered everything there is to know. And so we will be moving on to um, brighter pressures, greater fields, uh, richer, creamier, creamier milk for us boys. Yeah. Um, and we definitely will not, under any circumstances, be introducing any ideas about religion into our future shows. Okay, folks. Well, this has been Experts International. Again, feel free to like 
re-listen. This is all kind of stuff that you need to know and that you need to agree with and believe. Um, and again, we hope that you kind of feel a little more grounded going forward in life, knowing all that there is to know when it comes to religion. Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. And mostly goodbye. <laughs>